Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. Now every week we infiltrate street gangs, soup up our cars with nitrous, and barely avoid getting smashed by a train. Yes, all these death-defying feats in an attempt to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. Well, the fate of the furious is just out, and on Wall Street, that's how the earnings reports are going to start coming. Fast and furious. And we'll look at some of the big reports due out today, and we'll also pay special attention to the financial sector. Now, the figures are already out from J.P. Morgan and Citigroup. We'll preview reports from Goldman Sachs and Bank of America. We'll also detail what to look for from some of the big players outside the financial sector. Netflix will be one of the companies in the spotlight. So we'll take a look below the hood at the video streaming service to find out what might really move the stock once its earnings are out. There's also some economic data due out in the next few days, and we'll preview some key housing data that's set to be released. Of course, we'll do our usual check-in on the Fed and see what the future holds for interest rates. And as always, we race around some of the more out-of-the-way neighborhoods on Wall Street. We've got Lyft getting its own nitrous boost, another $500 million capital injection. We've got Adidas making shoes with 3D printing. We've got Google explaining how it didn't underpay women employees. Okay, we've got Victoria Beckham working for Target. And we've got a couple stories about robots, including Burger King trying to hijack your Google Home device. Yeah, stay tuned. This is the Amateurs Don't Use Nitrous episode of Offbeat Wall Street. I need NOS. I need NOS. No. My car topped out at 140 miles per hour this morning. Amateurs don't use nitrous oxide. I've seen the way you drive. You got a heavy foot. You'll blow yourself to pieces. I need one of these. One of the big ones. But actually, you know, let's make it two. And there I need it by tonight. All right, well, the focus on Wall Street has been switching over the last week. Economic news, political news, and discussions of the Federal Reserve have dominated much of the discussion over the past few months. But lately, the number of earnings reports has begun to ramp up. Now, this has brought corporate news back into the spotlight. Now, it's not to say that the other things will move completely off the stage. For instance, the Dow dropped 135 points Thursday after the U.S. dropped the mother of all bombs in Afghanistan. Still, the quarterly earnings season is ramping up, and this will bring attention to corporate news. Last week saw the release of figures from a number of big-name financial companies. Citigroup revealed better-than-expected earnings as strength in bond trading. That's bond, B-O-N-D, not the mother of all bonds. Uh, Never mind. That fueled a 17% rise in its bottom line. Meanwhile, J.P. Morgan benefited from strong trading profits as well. It also benefited from stronger loan margins en route to a stronger-than-expected profit. This week, we'll see another group of earnings reports from financial firms like Goldman Sachs and Bank of America. They'll lead the charge this week. Both companies are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, but expectations for improvement are highest over at Goldman. The company is expected to take advantage of the same trading boom that bolstered J.P. Morgan's results. Key Corp, Morgan Stanley, Visa, and American Express are among the other financial companies that are set to report this week. Outside of finance, Netflix is one of the more prominent companies set to report this week. The video streaming service is expected to report a dramatic earnings improvement compared to last year. Revenue growth is expected to be about 35%. Netflix rallied after its last earnings report. The company beat expectations, but the real driver of its stock advance was its subscriber figures. Now, Netflix often moves more on its underlying subscriber than then on its headline earnings figures, the last time around the company reported 7.05 million subscriber additions worldwide. That included 1.93 million in the U.S. and 5.12 million, you guessed it, overseas. Now, there are worries that Netflix has saturated the U.S. market, so any notable gains in subscribers here are often met with cheers from investors. Similarly, signs of improvement overseas get people excited, 
and this might be the company's main growth area in the near term. Netflix showed strong growth in both areas in its last report, and that helped to boost the company's shares. Now, Netflix is predicting 5.2 million additions for the latest quarter. That includes 1.5 million in the U.S. and 3.7 million, you guessed it, overseas. GE and Verizon are among the other companies reporting this week. GE's earnings are projected to fall from last year, with revenue dropping more than 4%. Similar story for Verizon. The telecom giant's expected to see its profits fall, with revenues projected to drop almost 5%. And this week's earnings docket also includes Mattel, eBay, and Johnson & Johnson. Okay, good luck, guys. Hey, wait, hold up. I don't have any cash, but I do have the pink slip to my car. Wait, you just can't climb in the ring with Ali because you think you box? He knows I can box. So check it out, it's like this. I lose, winner takes my car clean and clear. But if I win, I take the cash and I take the respect. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> to some people, that's more important. All right, well, some key data about the housing market will be released this week. Now, at the end of the week, we'll get some stats on sales of previously owned homes, a figure known as existing home sales. See how that works? Now, this represents the biggest part of the housing market. That report is released by the National Association of Realtors, appropriately enough. Now, last month, the report showed that existing home sales fell 3.7% in February. That brought the annual rate to 5.48 million homes. Economists had expected a more modest decline. The consensus estimate was for a drop to a rate of 5.58 million homes. February's drop reversed an advance that was posted the previous month. January's existing home sales jumped 3.3%, rising to the highest rate in almost 10 years. Now, in its analysis, the NAR said that realtors have reported strong foot traffic, but that supplies are low for affordable houses. Speaking of prices, last month's report showed a modest half percent increase in February. This took the median existing home price to $227,300. That was up 7.7% compared to last year. Meanwhile, the number of existing homes available for sale was down 6.4% compared to the same time in 2016. That even despite the fact that February's figure was up 4.2% compared to January. This week, we'll also see the release of data on housing starts. This stat measures new home starting constructions. Last month's report showed a 3% rise in housing starts for February after slumping 1.9% the previous month. However, building permits tumbled 6.2% in February. Building permits are seen as an indicator of future housing demand. The housing market will continue to get some attention next week. Figures on new home sales are due out on April 25th. Along with the housing data, some new information from the Federal Reserve is due out this week. The central bank is set to release its so-called Beige Book. This is a report that compiles all the anecdotal information from the Fed's regional districts. And some amusing anecdotes like that. It gives a general look at how the economy is faring in different parts of the country. It provides a glimpse into what policymakers are thinking about ahead of their next interest rate decision. And it also tells this really cute story about what happened with them and their pets about a week and a half ago. Yeah, well, the Fed is set to make its next policy announcement on May 3rd, and there's been a little movement in the odds of a rate hike. Traders still think any movement of interest rates is very, very unlikely at the May meeting. Trading in Fed futures currently suggests a nearly 96% chance that rates will be kept steady at the next meeting. Looking a bit further out, a rate hike seems likely in June, although it's not a mortal lock. The market is pricing in a, about a 57% chance that rates will be higher by the end of the June 14th meeting. Because you were the first out of everybody here to reach in to get the chicken, you say grace. Mom. Dear Heavenly uh... Spirit. Spirit, thank you. Uh... Thank you for providing us with the direct port nitrous uh, 
injection. Four core intercoolers and ball bearing turbos and um, titanium valve springs. Thank you. Amen. All right, each week we like to wander off the beaten path a little bit, take a look at some money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. So, time now for our quick hits. Well, it's been a bit of a troubled time for Uber. Now, just last week, the company lost its PR chief. And this adds on to a string of troubles, the biggest of which is the accusation that the company fosters a hostile workplace for women. In the midst of all this, its rival Lyft is looking to take advantage. The ride-sharing program has raised a new $500 million round of funding. According to reports, this boosts the company's valuation to about $7.5 billion. However, Uber remains valued at about $68 billion. In late January, reports had indicated that Lyft was planning to aggressively expand its operations in the U.S. this year. The plan is to launch its service in 100 additional cities in the U.S. by the end of the year, bringing the total number of U.S. cities to 300. Well, from a story about the future of driving to a story about the future of walking, Adidas has launched a new shoe. Now, this one is primarily produced using 3D printing technology. Now, the product's called the FutureCraft 4D and sports a 3D printed sole. The sports shoes company is aiming for mass production in the coming year. The company will ship around 5,000 later this year and more than 100,000 pairs by the end of 2018. According to the company, the new 3D printing will allow for making smaller production runs, limited edition shoes, and even soles designed to fit an individual specific weight and gait. That's catchy just because it rhymes. Moving on, Google has denied allegations that it systemically underpays its female staff members. Now, that accusation was leveled by the U.S. Department of Labor. Google insists that its salary calculations are gender-blind. It even shared a glimpse of its system of compensation in a blog post, saying that every employee's new compensation each year is based on role, job level, job location, as well as current and recent performance ratings. Well, it's possible that if Victoria Beckham worked for Google, she'd be underpaid, but it <laughs> doesn't look like that's true at Target. Nice little segue there, huh? The retailer has launched a designer collection from Beckham. Now, the line is available through April 30th or until supplies last. Victoria Beckham for Target includes apparel and accessories for women and children and marks Victoria's first foray in designing for kids, toddlers, and babies. The limited edition product line also includes plus sizes at select stores. Plus sizes, they don't seem like a core competency for Victoria Beckham. So let's end with a couple about robots. First off, Burger King has launched a new advertisement for their Whopper Burger that sets off Google Home and Android-based devices. Now, in the 15-second ad, an actor dressed as a Burger King employee says that he doesn't have enough time to tell all about the fresh ingredients in a Whopper. He comes near to the camera and says, OK, Google, what is the Whopper Burger? This, of course, wakes up devices in the rooms that are configured to respond to the OK, Google hot word. Affected devices will then read what a Whopper is from Wikipedia. Have it your way, I guess. And finally, robots are now delivering food to people in select San Francisco neighborhoods. Now, the service is the result of a partnership between Yelp Eat24 and Startup Marble. The two companies are testing a handful of autonomous robots for food delivery. They're currently delivering orders in San Francisco's Mission and Potrero Hill districts. Now me and the mad scientist got to rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fry. <laughs> Ask any racer, any real racer. 
It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Thanks, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher and subscribe. And hey, while you're there, why not rate and review the show? Good ratings help others discover it. It is very helpful. And make sure to let all your friends know. Check out OffbeatWallStreet.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. And of course, as always, a big thanks to the big BS, Brian Stewart, for shoveling all these fine words and co-production onto the podcast. And of course, thank you to RTT News for providing a lot of the news and stats used on the show. So for up-to-date info on the markets, check them out at rttnews.com. And as we say goodbye, a tip about job hunting. Now, even if you take another offer, it's always nice to be polite to your other suitors. I mean, there's no need to gloat. You almost had me. You never had me. Have a great week, everybody.